The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. This segment is brought to you by TD Bank Aurora. Set up a time for a personal financial review at your local TD Aurora branch. They are there to serve you both in person or virtually. Let TD help you reach your financial goals. This is 105.9 The Region and welcome to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez. And I'm Dr. Claudia Machella. This show is about positive change, creating healthy habits, gratitude, and happiness. Okay, so today you want to explore the benefits of self-care. Where are we going with this? So self-care is one of the most important things I'm finding that you need in order for you to be perfectly healthy. We need to care for ourselves if we're going to care for everyone else in our lives. Your health starts with caring for you. And are we talking about your mental health, your physical health, or both? Well, you know me. To me, it's all about the mind, body, and spirit. So that all one component and you have to work on them together. So however, which way you want to start, you start somewhere and you kind of bring all of them in together. When someone thinks of self-care though, you think, you know what, I'm being very selfish. I'm taking this time for myself and it becomes almost negative. You know what? I hear that all the time and I'm guilty of it myself, but I've, I've learned that you're not being selfish. It's called self-preservation and you're preparing yourself for what you have ahead of you in your life, in your family, in your external relationships. It really does come down to how you feel about yourself. So it doesn't mean you have to take a whole week vacation away from your life. It means that you might need five minutes, half an hour or one hour just to take time to do what you love and what you like and what's going to make you feel good. So what specifically? are you suggesting? Okay, so I'm going to give you an example. I like to use me as an example, Mm -hmm. not because I'm the perfect example, because I'm a work in progress, okay? so (laughs) I love that. So So honest. It's the truth. Honestly, I have learned that I literally need one hour a day for me. So whether that's to exercise, whether that's to listen to music, whether that's to read a book, or whether it's just to be on the phone or a text message or a Zoom call with somebody that I care about, that's my time for me. It gives me time to reground myself, to reboot my thoughts, and to just start fresh. It doesn't matter what time of the day. Sometimes I just need an hour to myself. So you're also big on routine. Are you taking this hour at the same time every day? <laughs> you know me so well. So yes. <laughs> okay. I take. I choose to take the time for myself at the same time every day. And it happens to be that it's late in the evening after my world has settled down. So I need to know that my family is in order, that my workday is behind me, and I literally take from 8 to 9 p.m. for me. So whether I'm exercising or meditating or doing some yoga, I consider that exercise, but I love my yoga and my Pilates, and I literally take an hour to myself. Is it different every night for you? Yeah, sometimes it is. And I pick and choose depending on what I've done. Sometimes I'm in the mood for intense exercise. Sometimes I'm in the mood just to read a book and have an hour to myself. What else can folks do if they are thinking about taking this time for themselves? And if they think that well, I'm not sure I can afford to do an hour. How do you take those small steps in that direction? Don't start with an hour. Start with five minutes. And for me, those are the things that I love to do. But somebody else might enjoy cooking. Somebody else might enjoy uh, doing something else, like going for a walk or just watching a movie, like starting a Netflix series and taking that half hour to yourself. Just start with the baby steps. That's always the best way to go. Remember, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. So you talked about how you take the time. How do you make the decision? How you commit to it. 
But what are the benefits if we actually take this time to do this for ourselves? So the way I look at this is you got to figure, you got to look at your life and realize and think about what brings you joy, right? What is going to make you feel good, complete, happy, right? Because that's really what it all comes down to. So you pick that one thing that you're going to love to do. So suppose you love art and you want to paint. You start by literally taking 10 minutes to put paint to paper or canvas and see how that makes you feel. If you can take it a step further, write down how you felt. Write down three simple words that describe how you felt in that moment. I want you to savor those thoughts. I want you to savor those words and just keep going forward and searching for that same feeling because that's what I do. And there are benefits in terms of your physical health. Absolutely. So you will notice that you can lower your blood pressure with just focusing on the now in the moment and removing all external variables. You will notice that you may may have lower blood sugar levels. You can sleep better. You will have lower stress levels during the day. Those are all positive attributes that are contributing to your overall health. When we come back, the Sanctuary Challenge, learning to take care of you. This is the Wellness Prescription. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059theregion. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez and over to Dr. Claudia with today's guest. Thank you, Tina. Our next guest is Ryan Weiss. He is the founder of The Sanctuary Challenge, which I am so excited to talk to everyone about today. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. What an honor to be here with you, Claudia. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So I thought we'd start by having listeners hear about the Sanctuary Challenge and what it is and what they can expect and all that great information. Beautiful. So I started the Sanctuary Challenge at the beginning of the pandemic, seeing as anxiety levels were rising. I don't think we need to talk about why and how everyone felt a rise in anxiety. And I realized that um, we really don't have the tools and the information and the the values around why it's so important to take care of ourselves. We've grown up in a culture that's all about doing more, making more, proving ourselves so that maybe at one point in the future we'll have enough money and feel successful enough to be finally worthy of love and belonging. And I noticed that in my own life, how painful that was, how stressful that was. And I personally found my way to these, whether we call it spiritual practices or self-care practices, to shift into the deeper knowing that I'm loved and acceptable and wonderful and valuable exactly as I am right now. But it really took me moving into dedicated, committed daily practices to find myself in that way and to build a new relationship with myself. So the Sanctuary Challenge is a free 60-day commitment to five daily self-care practices. It's free because I believe that everyone should have access to the tools of self-care. And the five daily practices are a one, guided morning meditation, two, 30 minutes of exercise or moving your body, three, is doing your best to eat healthy, which to me just means eating more foods that come from the earth. You know, the earth is truly intelligent. We look at the beauty and the bounty of nature, well, one of the ways that we can receive that intelligence into our body is, well, by eating it. Um, the fourth commitment is a commitment that I like to call goddess time. 
if you don't love the word goddess because you're a, a macho, more masculine human, you can also call it relaxation time. The idea of goddess time is, well, all day long, part of being a human, whether we're working all day or looking for work all day or momming or daddy all day, part of being human is we experience stress. We're constantly accumulating stress all day long. Now, stress and experiencing stress is not a problem. It's natural. It becomes a problem when it compounds without taking the time to allow that stress that we accumulate to wash away. And so I recommend that this practice of goddess time, at the end of your work day or your mom day, fill a bath if you have a bathtub, or if you don't, put your feet up a wall and just play some beautiful music and just let yourself relax. When we let the body fully relax, the body knows how to create something called cellular organization to start to offload or kind of wash away the accumulated stress of the day so that that way we can enter into our evening more present, more connected with our partners or our families in more of a creative space rather than that kind of hyper-masculine achieving space that we live in all day. And then the fifth commitment is trying to get eight hours of sleep. Now, I'll, I'll, one more piece of this is some of the listeners may be kind of thinking, whoa, I, I have 60 days way too much and five daily practices. Like, I don't even have time for one throughout my day. <laughs> yeah. So my recommendation is if you're hearing me share this and you feel any kind of overwhelm, our recommendation is just start with one practice. And just start with one day and see how that feels and see if you can recommit to it the following day. And then maybe after a week, it'll feel good to introduce a second practice and just let yourself grow from where you're at. It's really, really important that we come into the recognition that taking on self-care is going to be a challenge. Right? It's called the sanctuary challenge, not the sanctuary easy. <laughs> and that's because self-care is a complete opposite of how we've been raised to exist. So when we miss our practices and we're tempted to judge ourselves, I missed my meditation or I didn't get that workout in or I ate something that wasn't good for me or whatever, as opposed to beating ourselves up, and kind of telling that story of, oh, I can never do anything right, and I'm a failure, which is so much noise that we have in our head. What if instead we learn to start saying to ourselves, of course I miss my meditation. <laughs> I've been running and going and doing and putting everybody else's needs before my own for decades. It's going to take me some time to find a way to really commit to these new self-care practices. Well, you just described me to a T. So <laughs> I do everything for everyone and I enjoy doing it, but it doesn't leave a lot of time for me. And one of the things that the pandemic or 2020 taught me, so I'm trying to focus on the positive things that came out of the year, was that I did believe that I was balanced because I have a great career, I have lovely children, I have a great relationship, I work my butt off, I eat healthy, I exercise, but heck, I had no time to do what really was going to make me feel good about myself. I wasn't really loving and worshiping myself. 
And what drew me to your Instagram and to everything you're doing is the fact that I do need to challenge the sanctuary part of me and really learn to love myself. So how do we teach listeners why it's so important to love ourselves and to be in love with ourselves and be proud of ourselves? Wow, what a remarkable (laughs) discovery you're sharing. So I think the best way I can talk about this is when I think about the word sanctuary. To me, sanctuary is a space within ourselves where we feel safe to be exactly as we are. And that, when you say worshiping yourself, honoring yourself, that's what it is to me. It's that I am deserving of love and belonging. I get to be exactly as I am. Now, why is this so hard for us? Because we grow up in a culture that's all about, what do I need to change about myself? I need to lose 10 pounds. I need to get that next job. I need to make more money. I need to drive the fancier car. I need to buy those shoes. I need to do all these things in order to prove to the world and therefore to myself that I am worthy of connection. And so our society is all built around changing ourselves. And once we attain the thing that we think is going to make us happy, it may make us happy for a couple of minutes, but then all of a sudden, because the psychology is all around what's the next thing I need to change, then I'm always, I'm like a horse kind of following this carrot that I can never quite get. And what I want to offer people is that the love, the creativity, the connection, the compassion that we long for, the genius that we want to offer the world, it exists within us. It's closer to us than our very breath. And if we want to connect with it, we have to learn how to slow down to get in connection with the self that's actually here. I have to tell you, Ryan, not only what you're saying, but how you say it. You have the ideal voice or tone to help anyone sort of achieve any kind of challenge and get through this on a step-by-step basis, even if you're feeling, as you suggest, overwhelmed initially. So can you take us back a little bit and, and tell us where did this journey or how did it begin for you? Mm-hmm. So... This could be a very long 30-minute story, (laughs) so I'll try to just go through the cliff marks. When I was 16 years old, um, right around the same time, I was in a terrible, terrible car accident uh, where I was was hit by a car that was speeding through a red light. Um, They were going like 70 miles per hour, sidelined me, um, by the way, trigger warning for anyone who... Hmm. Um, has some pain or some trauma around a car, around this kind of uh, car accidents. Um, the back of my car wrapped around a pole, and only the two feet by two feet where I was sitting in the driver's seat um, was left untouched. There was no glass left. The entire car was waffled upon itself. And uh, I survived without a scratch. Wow. And before that moment, I... Really, so I'm, I'm raised in a Jewish family in Los Angeles. I'm one of five children. All of my siblings are in the Jewish clergy, meaning they're rabbis or cantors. My uncle was a very esteemed rabbi. Um, we come from this, from this lineage of religious scholars and teachers, 
but I really didn't connect with the religion. Um, I didn't really feel like I had a relationship with God, with anything that I couldn't touch, taste, smell, and hear. Um, and something about that car accident, maybe I didn't know it at the time, but my body felt protected, really wild. And also right around that time, I stepped into a dance studio for the first time. My best friend brought me to a dance class. And if there's any dancers that are listening or any artists that are listening, I think you'll get this, that when that dance class started, my body knew exactly what to do. And something came online within me in that moment that it was like I found synagogue. It was like I found sanctuary or church. And that turned on this artist inside of me, which then led me to a career on Broadway. And then kind of adult mind came on, <laughs> ego mind came on that said, I want to make sure I have a career where I make a lot of money and I gain a lot of respect, which came from a, from a relatively traumatized place inside of me, um, which we could talk about another time. Um, and so I moved back home to L.A. I got a job at a major entertainment agency. If anyone's ever seen the show Entourage, it's the company that that TV show was based on. Love that show. Um, and then found myself, <laughs> a great show, right? Yeah. Then I found myself um, producing films and was caught in an industry that felt mm, just diametrically opposed to the heart that beated inside of me. Um, I was so stressed. I was relatively unhappy. I was so overwhelmed by my work. I couldn't really maintain a healthy relationship. Um, and I just kind of got to a place where it was like, something's got to give. And because of my relationship with dance from an early age, I found my way into yoga practice. Mm. And I found these teachers, thank God for LA, where I, I started finding myself in the presence of yoga teachers and yoga philosophers who were legit, real deal, incredible, deeply profound teachers, which then led me to a metaphysical text called The Course in Miracles, which then led me to meeting my friend and mentor, Marian Williamson, which then just started this unfolding of, wow, I grew up in a great school system. I had every one of my needs met. Um, from a practical perspective, I had a great education. How is it that I never learned about the power of my mind? How is it that no one ever taught me about breath work? How is it that no one ever taught me about true meditation and spiritual practice? Why is it that I grew up in a religious family where I didn't feel a, a deep connection to my soul or to my spirit? And so I thought if I had never learned that. I can't be the only one. And so I just kind of started finding ways to offer it, which turned into a coaching career for the last 11 years. Um, and I started seeing person after person that were just finding ways to find freedom from the stuckness in their lives, which I was working on every day in my own life, right? People coming to me with whether it was a health condition or a financial trauma or a divorce or um, a number of, of real life issues. And I got the opportunity to kind of support them by applying spiritual philosophy, mindfulness, um, developing and deepening emotional intelligence and seeing person after person who 
over time were able to shift their lives in the direction that they didn't even know was possible. Well, you certainly sound very spiritual, and it sounds like you've had that circle moment of going back to those family roots. They must be very proud of you. So, Thank I, you. yeah, it's an amazing story, and I feel like everything that we discussed and everything that you, you know, are talking about all over your social media is it all comes back to self-love. And you said something that was really profound and I could resonate with. So as a child, you had everything you needed. You had a great upbringing. You had people who loved you. But what we are not taught is that we must love ourselves as well. And I feel like that's what's missing in the world is just really loving yourself and being proud of who you are and owning it. And you said something in an Instagram live, um, I can't remember when it was, and it was about judgment. And judgment cuts us off from love and steals our joy. Let's talk about this because I feel like this is really important. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are lacking. So we judge the things that we believe will not be accepted and loved by others. So when I look at love, we see a world that looks at the world love, right? Looking from the context of self-love, we have a very weak, limited relationship with the word love. That's very much more similar to the relationship with the word like. We tend to love the things that we like about ourselves, and we tend to love the things that we like about others, which is a very limited sense of the word. Because what I've found is that true love, right, like God's love, the bigness of the true love that we have within us, that that true love is actually, it's, it's space. It's space for all things. So when my pain arises or my anger arises or my self-doubt arises, we tend to dislike or not love those aspects of ourself and judge those aspects of ourself as opposed to what I believe is, is that love, true love, big love is space inside of which even our pain, our anger, our sadness, our woundedness, our doubtfulness, even our judgment, our judgment, our judge, our, what's the word? Judgmentalness. <laughs> <laughs> that all of that gets to be wrapped in love. Love is space for all of us, not just the parts of us that are likable. And this notion is a huge shift for people. I, I, um, I'm so excited. I, I feel I, we could talk forever and ever and ever, and I think we definitely will have to do this again. Um, or I'm, let him talk forever yeah, and ever yeah, and ever. <laughs> just because I already feel healed and I feel so relaxed and I feel like I've been meditating for the last, you know, whatever, 15, 20 minutes. But leading up to uh, the Sanctuary Challenge, if listeners want to know more about it, want to know more about you, how can they do that? Because I really think that we should all be on this challenge as a globe, like the entire world should be on it. So how are we going to get the word out? Well, firstly, we're going to hire you to be our... <laughs> full-time PR person. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Perfect. Secondly, yeah, thank you. Um, secondly, uh, you can go visit thesanctuarychallenge.com. On the website, you'll find you can read up all about the challenge, and then you can create a login. Just You'll see a button that says take the challenge, 
that will lead you to create a login totally for free. And once you have your login, you'll have access to the back end of the website so you can download the free meditation, a beautifully designed um, habit tracker, accountability tracker that you can print out and check off your commitments every day, um, a PDF explaining all the practices. We also have links to invite your friends and family to do the challenge with you. We encourage that accountability really happens through community and connection. So instead of needing to hold yourself accountable, you could actually engage in community accountability. So creating text message threads or WhatsApp threads to just stay in touch with your accountability crew and support each other as you're moving through this. Um, so yeah, visit thesanctuarychallenge.com or you can find us on Instagram at thesanctuarychallenge. And then I have a personal Instagram page that's at Waking Up With Ryan. Love it. Absolutely love it. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on The Wellness Prescription. What a privilege to be with you today. Thank you, and I look forward to more. Absolutely. Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to follow you. That's easy. You can find me at, on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. That's our show for previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription. Go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.